This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Friday edition of the Daily 10. That means your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. Quick question for you. Do you know exactly what you're paying for your home and car insurance? Do you know what your policy covers? Well, if you don't, you need the assistance of an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group to get the job done right for you. As the old saying goes, time is money. And these insurance rates continue rising faster than ever. So it's so important you get 10, and I mean at least 10, insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours doing it yourself. Instead, get in touch with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group to get the job done right for you. Now, when they set your policy up, it'll come with peace of mind. That brings comprehensive collision coverage, uninsured motorists, third-party liability, all the important things that we think we know about, but we could mess up. Instead, with one call or one uh, check-in on the, at the website at roads-group.com slash churnoff, they can make sure you're getting the best policy, the best coverage, and hopefully saving you the most money. At the Roads Group, get those 10 home and car insurance quotes by logging on directly to a landing page to get it done quickly. It's Roads, R-H-O-A-D-S, roads-group.com slash churnoff. My last name, C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F. Or call the Roads Group directly. They'll give you the quotes right over the phone at 678-341-9667. As the Falcons get ready for an important game, important in the NFC South, I think it's also important to note a major area of growth for the Falcons, and it's a long time coming. We'll get ready for that game and talk about this specific instance of growth in a moment. Plus, how different will Georgia's offense look next season? It'll be determined by just one thing. And one Braves rumor that popped yesterday that I just don't think makes any sense at all. We'll cover all that and more in a moment. First, let's talk about the Falcons, who are a one-point favorite now over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday at 1 o'clock in a pretty important game in the NFC South between the Falcons at 6-6 six and six who lead the division, the Bucs who are tied for second at 5-7. and seven. The simple math, if the Falcons win, they're 7-6. and six. They would drop Tampa to 5-8. and eight. They would hold a two-game lead, plus have the tiebreaker with a season sweep over the Bucs. If Tampa wins, they would tie the Falcons with a 6-7 and seven record. The Saints will be home this weekend against Carolina. So theoretically, you could have all three of those teams at 6-7 and seven with just four games left in the season. To add one element of unknown for the Falcons, they're dealing with some major injuries. Uh, waiting to hear more on guys like David Onyemata today or Nate Landman. Caleb McGarry, it doesn't look great for any of those guys, but again, they haven't been ruled out. We'll wait and see on uh, A.J. Terrell, who's been in concussion protocol. Jeff Okuda, who was banged up last week. I guess the good news is Drew Dahlman was back. We'll see what Arthur Smith has to say on the rest of that bunch coming up later this afternoon when they hit practice. 
I will note one area of growth for the Falcons, and this comes from Greg Allman at Fox, who writes, the Falcons are one of the NFL's most improved teams in total sacks. He said they're one of seven teams to already match or exceed their 2022 sack total with still five weeks left in the season. Remember, the Falcons had an embarrassing 21 sacks the entire season in 2022. They're already at 26 and again, five games left. So the Falcons are plus five from a year ago. Cincinnati's plus two. Then the Raiders, Bills, Chargers, and and Dolphins are all plus one. And the Browns have matched their total from a year ago. This uh, speaks to me to the job that Ryan Nielsen, the Falcons DC, has done, as well as the work that Terry Fontenot did in free agency. So I told you the Falcons have 26 sacks. Calais Campbell, who was one of the free agent signings, has three. Bud Dupree, another free agent signing, has five. David Oyamata has three and a half, and Cade Nellis has two. So that group, which, again, all added in free agency, have combined for 13 and a half sacks, which is half of the Falcon team total. Now, the only holdover from the prior regime was Arnold Ebikadi, who was a second-round draft pick a couple of years ago. He's come on the last four weeks. He's got five sacks in that time, and he's got five and a half sacks now on the year. I do think this number would be even a little better if Grady Jarrett was hurt, was not hurt and factored into the sack number. If the Falcons stay on this current pace, they'll finish somewhere between 38 and 40 sacks, which for a lot of teams is not a big deal. For the Falcons, that would be major growth. That would be a very big jump. Remember, I told you they had 21 sacks a year ago. So it's a step in the right direction. They still have to put more resources into getting guys who can get after the quarterback. But when Grady Jarrett returns, assuming he returns healthy, the inside duo of Onyemata and Grady is very stout. We'll see if Arnold Ebicati can continue his growth, and we'll see what the Falcons can add both in free agency and in the draft, again on the edge, to add more in the way of pass rush. Falcons and Bucks Sunday inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Falcons a one-point favorite in the game. All right, we'll talk about how different the, the Georgia offense could potentially look next season and how it's all really determined by one thing. We'll do it in a moment. First, let me remind you we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. That's my go-to sports bar. I live in Woodstock, so it's easy for me. It'll be just as easy for you if you live in Roswell or Milton or Alpharetta, if you live in Canton or Kennesaw. And as we get ready for another big football weekend, there's no better spot to enjoy a two-story sports bar experience with views of all the games around you. As you get ready for the football Sunday, if you want to watch Army-Navy tomorrow, you want to watch the hoops, the hockey. I've bragged on the best big screen in the Burbs for a reason. I challenge you to find another big screen that you watch when you show up at a sports bar and say, Matt, that's better than the Daily Draft. The answer is it's not out there. What you'll find at the Daily Draft, though, is a craft beer bar, a self-serve wall of taps on that great big beer wall, a brand new menu that you're going to love all kinds of right options, and as I said, two stories worth the great views of all the games you want to enjoy. It's right in the heart of downtown Woodstock between all the bars and restaurants. You can find out more by following the Daily Draft on their social channels on Instagram and Facebook, and their website is always available at thedailydraft.net. So as everybody now kind of digs around the transfer portal, we'll wait and see what happens with Georgia, as I think the number is nine. Now nine guys have put their name in the transfer portal. The biggest for Georgia, Brock Vandegrift, who's already committed to go to Tennessee. On a lesser note, Makai Muse, mostly a punt returner, but used a little bit on offense. He added his name to the portal. So the question becomes is how different will Georgia's offense look a year from now? That answer, I think, all lies in the decision of Carson Beck, whether he returns to Georgia 
or enters the NFL draft. A decision on Beck is expected soon. It's worth noting that NFL draft guru Mel Kuyper Jr. at ESPN has Carson Beck ranked as his sixth quarterback prospect in this class. Now, Carson's only got 13 starts in his college career, so you might assume if he returns to Georgia another year, more experience could propel Beck, who knows, into the top two or three in next year's class, but you just never know. The other part of this is the NIL money, and there's no telling what Beck and his camp is asking for in NIL compensation, but we know this much, it will not be cheap. Now, my gut tells me, and based on everything I'm hearing, it will be a big financial offer, and I think Carson will end up staying. But there are some factors that could change that and make the decision maybe easier for him to jump to the NFL. For example, Georgia is losing a lot of talent or could lose a good amount of talent on its offense. We all assume Brock Bowers will go to the NFL. Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint is gone. Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards, gone. Xavier Trust, gone. Lad uh, McConkie could go. The same with Cedric Von Prahn, Tate Ratlich, and Amarius Mims. They could all put their name in the draft, and that would be three members of his offensive line. That could be his two top receivers, his two top backs. And again, those could be factors in helping to make the decision for Carson Beck. The other thing to consider, Georgia's schedule next year. They go on the road to Tuscaloosa. They're on the road in Austin to face Texas, Oxford to face Ole Miss. You know for Georgia, they would love to have the known commodity who's got now 13 starts like Carson Beck under their belt. If Carson decides to leave, it sounds like the competition would come down to Gunnar Stockton, who's now been in the program, and Dylan Rayola, who was a five-star, one of the top quarterback prospects in all of college football. But again, we'll wait and see what Carson does. I wonder if he's getting intel from his teammates. I'm sure they're vetting the NFL, looking at all kinds of draft stuff. But based on what we're hearing, and maybe the Brock Vandergriff decision tips it a little bit, it sounds like Carson is leaning towards returning to Georgia. But until it's official, you just never know what his decision is going to be. All right, finally, I want to talk about the Braves who finished up baseball's winter meetings in Nashville this week, like a lot of other teams. And it was pretty quiet for the Braves after they got the deal done with Jared Kelnick on the eve of baseball's winter meetings. There were all kinds of rumors and all these reports that I tell you guys take with a grain of salt. Alex Anthopoulos backed that up by reminding everybody the Braves do a very good job of not letting stuff leak. So if you're hearing reports and rumors, they're typically not true. One uh, report that came out over the last 24, 48 hours was that the Braves have reportedly shown interest in Tampa Bay starter Tyler Glass now. Everybody would love Glass now, especially when he's healthy. He's a very good pitcher. But I'm trying to do the math on how this would make sense. It does not seem typical of an Alex Anthopoulos move to trade for a pitcher one year left on his deal, give up some really quality young assets who are all controllable. Because you know Tampa, they're like the Braves. They typically get the best of whoever they deal with in trade. So you know Tampa would ask for A.J. Smith-Shaver. They would ask for Owen Murphy. They would ask for Hurston Waldrop. They would ask for some of your top pieces. And is that worth one year of Tyler Glass now who's set to make $25 million? The answer is probably no. A, because I don't think the Braves could resign or would choose to resign Tyler Glass now based on their philosophy of not giving out long-term deals to free agent pitchers nearing or in their early 30s. And I also think where the Braves' payroll is now, I saw Fangraphs had it at $224 million, the projection, after the Braves get done with all their arbitration raises. 
I don't think they're going to add 25 more million. Maybe they will. I just think they're pretty close to being capped out of what they're going to spend before the season. Maybe they save some money up to spend at the deadline. And remember, you can get mad at Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves. They have corporate ownership. They are given a pile of money. Here's what you can spend. Go do it whatever way you want. As much as we all wish they would spend more, I can't be mad at what they're spending. They're a top six or seven payroll team. And I know that angers people when I say that, but I call it realistically and fairly. I'm not going to expect them like an individual owner like Steve Cohen, who doesn't have to answer to a board, doesn't have to answer to stockholders. He can spend whatever he wants. Same with John Middleton in Philadelphia. It's not the case with the Braves. But again, they don't have to apologize for their payroll. They've spent wisely, spread it out. They have the deepest, most talented roster. And this, to me, would not be something Alex Anthopoulos would typically do. We will see, though. There's still names out there, still pitchers, still options to add to this Braves rotation here in the coming days. All right, if you guys would do me the favor of hitting the subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for checking us out. If you're somebody who listens every now and again but has not subscribed, do me that favor. Hit the subscribe button. You'll guarantee you get the pod waiting for you each and every morning at 10 a.m., wherever it is you hear your favorite podcast. I'll talk to you folks later this afternoon on the radio at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We're back here on Monday for the next edition of The Daily 10. Subscribe to The Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 